Welcome to the very first episode of the new year, 2021. We made it. We made it through 2020. We pivoted out. And now we're going to pivot and go. And on the Pivot and Go podcast, we bring to you high performers, entrepreneurs, MBA athletes, whoever it might be with a great story of how they had to pivot out of a stuck feeling situation in their life and they achieve their goals and their dreams. And they're going to depict how they did it. Today, this week on the podcast, we have a very very special guest, one of the biggest names in all of business, entrepreneurs, investors, trainers, authors, everybody knows him, featured in Forbes, Business Insider Success, ABC, The Huffington Post, Dean Graziosi, multiple New York Times bestselling author, has been involved in 13 plus companies and has changed millions of lives throughout the world. And Dean's going to talk about how he was basically an underdog. Literally, he was an underdog for his whole life and how he used that fuel to pivot that situation and, and achieve amazing things. He's changing so many lives. He's, he's teamed up with Tony Robbins and they're just attacking this, this knowledge business blueprint and helping change the education game as it is. You're gonna just absolutely be juiced up from Dean. He's a genuine breath of fresh air with a mindset for pivoting, for overcoming obstacles. And he's gonna share some of his millionaire habits, billionaire habits even, of how he transforms his life and how he lives his life to the optimal level every day. So buckle up, we've got a treat for you. Dean Graziosi, here we go. I'm dreaming vivid, so I'm living my goals. Written to existence, you know I'm doing the most. I'm steady winning, having breakfast for dinner, cause I'm always giving a toast. I live that 1% of lifestyle, didn't you know? Doing what I can just to get in the zone. Incremental change and help you get in the flow. But if you hit the wall, gotta pivot and go. Switch your perspective and go for the goal. It ain't the end of the road, just pivot and go. Just pivot and go. EMF, 5G, yeah. We've all heard about it and we all know how bad it is. But our sponsor today, Soma Vedic, changes the game. This is the device that goes in your house that can reliably mitigate the unwanted influences of EMF and 5G radiation. It is 99.9% satisfaction by owners. And I am one of those owners and I am very satisfied. I have it actually near my two TV. It's this light that lights up. And I felt it on the first day, the effects of it. And it could take away headaches, nervousness, sleeping problems, digestion problems, tiredness, weak immunity. Just this from erasing, eliminating the EMF and the 5G that is just all throughout our day constantly. Soma Vedic is absolutely changing the game. Thank you for sponsoring the Pivot and Go podcast. Now go get your EMF and 5G erased. Dean Graziosi, welcome to the Pivot and Go podcast. Been a big fan of yours for a long time, so I really appreciate you coming on this podcast and sharing your message with the audience. Thank you. Oh, good to be here, man. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. Start us off with a bang. Maybe something that not everybody necessarily knows about you, the highly successful person that you are, but something maybe a little bit different off the beaten path. Oh, that's a good question. Um, all right. Um, some of, it's one of those things you never, uh, as you, I was broke as a kid, didn't have anything. We all have our journey, right? And I, I always admired people that got ahead and had 
really control. I think when yeah. I didn't have money as a kid, it wasn't about just being rich. I, I wanted to have more control. Like I watched my parents not have money and they weren't in control of their lives. Anyway, but I used to think of the fancy cars and the, the, that, all the, the dressing with the suit and looking sharp. And I think no one would know, well, maybe because of my Instagram, I wear a t-shirt every day. And right now yep. I drive a Ford pickup, a white Ford pickup truck Love it. every day of my life. It is my favorite. I had a Tesla and I had a G wagon and they're all gone. I drive a white Ford pickup. And, and that speaks to who you are, just being who you've <laughs> always been, being genuine, never letting anything consume you. So I, I like that. I'll have to give me, I, I drove in a pickup truck about two weeks ago. It's literally the first time I've rode a pickup truck. Love it. Might have to invest in that. Yeah, so, I love sitting up high. I don't yeah. know what it is, but I, I'm digging it. <laughs> I am too. I am too. And on the Pivot and Go podcast, we talk a lot about making life pivots. And right now is just a difficult time for everybody feeling yep. stuck. And you've had to go through many life pivots in your journey. Is there one that really stands out to you where you felt stuck and you made that small change and just led to everything on your path? Yeah. You know, as you say that question, like a thousand of them came flooding <laughs> to my mind. I just want to share with everybody, you know, pivots happen for two reasons. One, when you decide that moment, that day, enough is enough. I'm not sticking in this relationship. I'm not sticking in this business. I'm not sticking in this career. I'm not surrounding myself with these negative people anymore. I'm not playing small anymore. Like in those moments where our brain decides enough is enough, like it might take us three years. You know, some of you have been in a relationship where you knew you wanted to leave for two years. You had one foot out the door. You were planning your escape, but there was that one moment where you said enough and I'm shifting, that's when we're all of a sudden like, oh crap, I have to pivot. But then on the other side, pivots happen when the world pulls the carpet out from underneath uh -huh. your feet, like COVID did for so many yep. people. Or you're, in, you're happy in your relationship and someone leaves you. Or you're happy in your career and you get fired. That's not in our control. But both ways, the end result of both of those circumstances is you must pivot. Because if you stand still like the book, Who Moved My Cheese, and cross your arms and hope somebody brings you more cheese, it may never come back. And the whole metaphor of Who Moved My Cheese, one, one, the cheese used to be brought to these two mice every day. Finally, the, the cheese stops coming. One sits there and says, I want my cheese back. And the other one says, I don't think it's coming back. I must pivot and went and looked for different cheese. Here's what I know. If you don't pivot, we die. You might not die for another 40, yes. 50, 60 years, but you really stop growing. And what's life if we're just like, uh, right. So pivoting to me, um, is a crucial part if you want another level of success. And I'm guessing if you're spending time with us right now, you're listening to this awesome podcast with David, you're, you're gaining Kate. You want to gain capabilities, go faster, quicker, shift, pivot, change your life. And there's so many different things in pivot pivoting, because as soon as you go to pivot, you might go, yes, I'm finally going to start my business. Oh crap. I got to start my business. <laughs> uh, finally, I got fired. Okay, I'll do my own thing. Oh, crap, I got to do my thing. So the first thing is when you pivot, you must find ways to protect your confidence and watch your story. Ah, nice. Because the two things that happen is all of a sudden that inner self-doubt or your husband or your wife or your friends start saying, oh my God, you lost that job. You should just go look for a job. Don't try to do your own thing. Or, you know, whatever the news that's, we're going to hell in a handbasket or COVID saying all these jobs. Like all I know in doing the, 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 the midst of a pivot is the most crucial time for you to do whatever it takes to protect your confidence. Fill your brain with podcasts like this. Read books of people that had nothing. Read books of underdogs. Read books of those that had no money. Figure out how to be resourceful. 
Outline your ideal, compelling future and stare at it every day. Sell yourself in the mirror every day that you deserve more because if your confidence doesn't go up and it doesn't stay up, it's obviously the opposite of going up goes what? It goes down. And when your confidence goes down, you let all those limiting beliefs come back in. Oh, you weren't that smart in school. You're not that good with numbers. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. I don't know if we have the right president. I don't know if we have the right Senate. What if I don't have money? And if your confidence goes down, and that shit story comes in, the only thing left to do is you'll retreat back to where you were. You hit the nail on the head. I absolutely love that. And that's what I preach, the gospel of confidence, true self-awareness confidence. That's what you're saying. Like, we have to know when to pivot. We're going to go through this area where we fall into the pit, this difficult situation. And can we just thrive in these situations where most people are trying to survive? So I love that. And you hit on a word, underdog. As you have a book called The Underdog Advantage, there is no better time than now to really embrace this type of mentality, being uncommon, being the underdog. Can you talk about how this has driven your life of of you being an underdog? Because I'm sure not everybody said, hey, you're going, Dean, you're going to be where you are right now at this point in your life. I doubt anybody did. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I I think being an underdog seems like a hard thing because in most cases, whatever an underdog means to you, you don't have the support of friends and family or you don't have the finances or you live in the wrong area. You don't have the cash to launch your business. And and I think we can be like, well, if I had this, I would be better off. But what if, whether you believe in God, the universe, I believe in God, what if your future, your current and your present was designed exactly for you? What if you already had all the tools you needed and you didn't need more resources, you needed more resourcefulness. Ooh. Think about that. Go read a book on George Washington, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Abraham Lincoln, anybody, uh, uh, Mother Teresa, uh, Martin Luther King, quintessential underdogs. They were not supposed to make it, but their lack of certain assets and resources was actually the launching pad that made them so successful in the impact they made. So let me ask you this. I, I, get, a, I get a DM, David, yeah. probably... I mean, we get thousands a week, but I probably get hundreds a month of people saying, oh my God, Dean, I have this great idea. We could make millions (laughs) together. If if you'd lend me the money or you would support me, we could make this happen. And most of the time I feel bad for that mindset because think about this. Did you ever look at the crazy percentage of people who hit lotto and go broke? What happened? They had resources, David, Mm -hmm. but they weren't resourceful right? They didn't learn resourcefulness. What about, I don't know if you have any friends or people that you know in your life that are trust fund kids. I don't mean the trust fund kids where their parents make them work for it. I mean the ones at 18, 22, 30, and 35, they get a chunk of money. I'm not being rude, but everyone I know is searching for some kind of purpose in their life. They burn through the money. Some of them party too much. They've been through too many relationships. They're trying to find something that just fills their soul because they have the resources, but they never learned resourcefulness. I have three children now. If I could teach my kids one thing, it would be the art of resourcefulness. Your answers lie in front of you after four or five more failures. Like your next level lives on the other side of the thing you fear the most or you avoid the most. And that's what makes an underdog so unstoppable. That's why Netflix as an underdog, when Blockbuster could have bought them for 30 million bucks and they said, oh, that little company will never do anything. Do you know a Blockbuster, (laughs) right? That's why Kodak, big old Kodak invented the digital camera. When everybody was saying we need to go, uh, we use digital, they go, no, we're more in the printing company. No one's ever going to want pictures on their phone. They're going to want to hold it in their hand. Do you know anything about Kodak right now? 
right? So these underdogs throughout time, throughout history, starting in their garages and the Bill Gates and, and all of them, nobody saw them coming. Nobody believed in them. They were told no a million times. They didn't have resources, but why do they dominate the world? Because they learned to turn a disadvantage into their superpower. Yeah. And the cool part is we all have that superpower locked inside of us. We just have to believe that we can unlock it. That's beautiful on so many levels. Let me unpack that real quick. And you talk about setting the foundation, building the foundation with these great habits, which I want to get to into this next, talking about the success habits. But And also when you say that, that God is your way, same for me. That is my foundation. That is where we know that everything that we're doing is literally house money. Like we can serve and you live out that service mentality, that, that genuineness about you. So let's talk about these type of habits. So when we talk about underdog advantage, you have to develop habits that you can be able to keep this self-confidence, keep this, these negative thoughts suppressed and away from you. Talk to me about uh, the success habits that, that you do personally. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the, we, we all have it. The, the certain things, I'll have to tell you, because I, I saw that the word confidence really rang a bell with you, yeah. is I believe if we want more out of life, we want a better relationship, more income, change our career, launch our career, we must protect our confidence. Yes. So one of my habits is really, I'm going to go a little deeper on confidence here because it's Please. so important, is one of my habits, and I believe it's an underdog habit, is I must be the observer of the things that rob my confidence. Mm. And here's David, this is where you'll see my brilliance, I'm kind of joking. It sounds so <laughs> simple, but it's so true. Is I have to be the observer of things that take my confidence away and I have to do less of them or say no to them. Simple as that sounds, let me give you three examples and you go, oh shit, I, I, I'm not doing that. When is the last time you watched the news, especially in today's crazy world, and got done watching it and went, wow, I feel empowered. I feel amazing. I feel like I can conquer the world. You watch the news, you're like, oh man, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. To me, if I watch the news, it reduces my confidence and I yep. can't have that yep. because I need to be a confident man, to be a leader, to be a role model to my family, to, to my team, to the world, right? So to me, I've been on a news diet for a decade. I snuck in a couple of weeks right before this election and it was like disgusting. I felt gross. <laughs> and I'm back on my news diet, right? Another thing is what about when you're with that friend that every time you tell them about your dreams and your desires, tell you you're a dreamer, you're wrong, it won't work. We have the wrong president, wrong time in the country, wrong time in the world, but you still talk to them about it. Every time you have that conversation, it is reducing your confidence and making you question what you do. How about focusing on your weaknesses? Ah, you know, I'm not that good at, at Excel mm. spreadsheets and doing business plans. Neither am I, and I still can't spell. And I'm a multiple New York Times bestselling author. I found a way to find what I'm good at and get amazing at it. It'd be like taking a pitcher on a baseball team, right? And one of the top pitchers and put him as a catcher and then, and then judge him. Like, don't catch. You're good at pitching. Find out what you're good at and get amazing at it. And I mean, when you work on things you're good at, does your confidence go up or down? Absolutely. Right? So I'm only giving you three examples in my life. I don't watch the news. I don't surround myself with negative people. I don't have anybody that calls me. I'm sure I'm holding my phone in my hand if you're listening. To this. Who's got a person in their life when their phone rings and they look at their screen, they go, oh, crap. Should I answer this now? <laughs> oh, I don't feel like having this conversation. I don't have any of those in my life anymore because that robs my confidence. I do little things on a daily basis 
I don't wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is look and check all my messages because there could be a bad one in there. That robs my confidence. I do everything in my power to protect my confidence, my courage, so I can take uncomfortable, write this word down. We all must take uncomfortable action in our Mm. lives or we'll play small. You don't take uncomfortable action when your confidence is low because when your confidence is low, your courage is gone and you just sit and you wait for someone else to fix it. No one's coming to save us. No one's waving a magic wand and going to fix our lives. It's all on us. It is freeing to realize it's all on us and know that if you want that next level, one of the habits and being an underdog that you must do is protect your confidence. So whatever that means to you, what should you stop doing? Who should you stop having certain conversations with? What should you stop watching? And then on the complete opposite side, what builds your confidence? Is there Mm. certain books? I listen to an audio at least an hour a day, every day of my life while I work out. Six days a week to seven days a week, I got a book in my ear or a podcast in my ear. What do you listen to? What do you read? Who can you surround yourself with that when you're done, you go, I got this. I can do this. I read a 62, listen to a 62 hour book on George Washington. That guy, talk about the quintessential underdog. That guy could have, should have lost 400 times. He should have given up 400 times. If you live in America, we should be sipping tea and drinking with a, uh, talking with a British accent. There is no reason we should have won the war here in America. Why? Because he was the quintessential underdog and he used that at his, at his, as his advantage. I love that on so many realms. Like everybody listen to this, you need to hit pause, rewind that, listen to it again, listen to it every single morning. That is super powerful, Dean. Talking about confidence, it's literally what I coach NBA players on. That's the foundation of these high-level, high-performing athletes is all confidence. And you just hit on there too is confidence through comparison. It's, a, it's most people will think comparing is a bad thing. But if you compare yourself, hey, George Washington did it or so-and-so did it, I can do it as well. And people can find that in you, which makes it, like, it, it, it's amazing seeing you as an underdog, finding confidence that you've done it, we can do it too. So I, I absolutely love that. Thank you for that point, just hammering in on confidence. So important we protect it right now. And Dean, what, what juices you up in the morning? You're so passionate and so giving and serving. Like, what juices you up when you wake up every morning to just continue to do what you do? Mmm, I feel the electrolytes charging through my body as we speak. Hey, I got to tell you about Element, L-M-N-T. I've been a super fan since day one, and now I mean like these Lance Armstrongs and Tim Ferrisses are on board with it, but what Element is, is a tasty electrolyte drink mix. It's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for folks following keto, low-carb, paleo diet, we don't need any more sugar. We don't need the Gatorade and all that sugar that's in it. We need the salt, and that's what Element brings. It brings a recharging electrolyte, super tasty. They got citrus, lemon, orange, many, many flavors. And there's a few staples as an optimizer, total optimizer myself that I do every single day. Water, coffee, gratitude, spend time with my wife and element. I'll have it twice a day in the morning when I wake up and during my workout. 1,000 mgs of sodium, 200 potassium and 60 magnesium. It is all the good stuff that is going to recharge you and just juice you up for an ultimate day. Element. Yeah, really good question, David. Here's what I would share with everybody. Know what the heck success means to you at this phase of your life. 
right? Success in my 20s, I was a broke kid. I didn't go to college. I didn't have money. I lived in a trailer park. That's just my journey. It's not poor me. But, you know, being restricted, coming from a little tiny town in upstate New York, man, I wanted more out of life. And I saw the, the shiny things in life. And, and by my early 20s, I had already started a collision shop. I had a firewood business. I had a tow truck company. I had like 20 apartments. I was already starting to build houses, starting from nothing. I just a lot of hard work. Do you know what success was in my 20s? Literally on a Thursday night or a Friday afternoon, I would jump on a plane in New York and I'd fly down to Miami and I'd party all weekend. I'd get bottle service, I'd dance on tables and I'd stay up till five o'clock in the morning. I, to me, that was success because it was like, I was this broke kid and now all of a sudden it was like freeing and fun and music and energy. You couldn't pay me enough money to go do that right now. Not in a million years. Love it, love it. Oh my God. Do you know what success means to me? This is no joke, David. I have a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, and I have a nine-month-old. Wow. And, uh, and my 14 and 12-year-old, um, I have 50-50 custody, a week with me, a week with their mom. And, and, I, and their, their, their mom's a great lady. We, get, we co-parent wonderfully. Um, but when my kids are with me, Every single morning, not some mornings, every morning, and my wife begs me, let me do it. Every morning I wake up, I make them their lunch for the day, and I make them breakfast, and I take them to school. There's nobody going to stop me from doing that. I love that. At three o'clock every day when they're with me, I'm waiting outside the school and I pick them up. There's not a billion dollar deal that could take that away. Today, my daughter's going to be here at four o'clock because she's trying out for her next softball team on Saturday. Today, She'll be pitching to me from 4 to 5.30 slotted in my phone that I'm going to be catching for my daughter. At 14, she throws really hard. I got to start wearing like the full gear because I'm afraid of her when she throws, right? My whole point is what's success mean to me right now in my life and what do I fight for? To be the dad I want to be, to be the husband I want to be. I'm madly in love with my wife. I fall more in love with her every single day and I do everything in my power to keep that. I love my relationship with a higher power, my relationship with God. I love that. I love that I'm getting better with that as I grow as a human and practice more gratitude. I love growing as a human and being a better leader to my team. I have the greatest team in the world and I want to be a really good leader and I want to impact those around the world that I can. If, if one person listening today grabs one little thing and shifts their life, that's the reason that you and I spent this time together, David. But what I want to share is besides being a good dad, a good husband, Yes. And what that means to me, I identify that a leader and, and try to share and grow. I pretty much say no to everything else, right? So everything else is a no. I don't go to fancy parties. I wear a t-shirt every day. I drive a pickup truck. Like I feel blessed. I live in a dream home. I have 13 different companies. I have more success than I could ever be. I, I can't be blessed enough. I can't be grateful. I get to donate and, and contribute in areas. This year, we, we donated $600,000 in cash Gosh. to Operation Underground Railroad. Every 2,000 bucks saves a child from slavery, right? We just passed 7 million meals we donated through Feeding America. We built, this year in 2020, we built a church in, or a school in Africa. That school's gonna teach kids for, for decades, right? I didn't say all that to brag. I said it because I know what success means to me right now. And when I wake up every day, I, that success drives me. No one's going to take away me being a dad. No one's going to take away me being a good husband. No one's going to take away me being a good leader. And 600,000 bucks, I feel amazing we were able to donate that. I want to donate more next year. So what drives me is impacting others and living life on my terms. Gosh, that's so good. The true definition of success and not in one 
sentence or breath did you mention anything the world terms as successes finding your success pouring into your family to your relationships your wife i love hearing that man me and my wife have an amazing relationship so when anybody else says that they love their wife unconditionally love to hear that that's big time dean and i i I could listen to you and talk to you for hours and hours and hours, and I know there's so much you could go in depth on, but we're going to put you on the rapid fire hot seat. As we wind down here, these can be quick answers, whatever comes to your mind. The first one I have for you is, what is your favorite mindset quote? Do you have a quote that might be on your fridge, your bathroom mirror, something you just really resonate with? I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two. Awesome. My favorite one from Tony Robbins that shifted my life a long time ago was life happens. What if life happens for us, not to us? Oh, nice. And then Winston Churchill said, um, the definition of success is going from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. That's really good. I've never heard that one. I really like that. Okay, Dean, what is your definition of leaving a legacy? And I think you kind of hit on this already in a a previous question. For me, legacy for me is not leaving my kids a big pile of money. It's um, leaving them with the tools to be adults that contribute to the world and live into their full potential. So I've been teaching my kids since they were little. I hope it works that this is a relay race. Dad's not going to make all this money, hand it off to you, and you blow it. What do they call it in America? The G3 curse. Grandma or grandpa make it. The son or daughter maintain it, and grandchildren blow it. That's not what we're doing here. Good. Um, So my greatest legacy was that I carry the baton of my relationship with God, my relationship with others, my impact to the world, the revenue we create, the companies, the contribution we do around the world. I would love, my legacy would be if I could hand that baton off to my kids and they run it down the track and do way better than I ever did in my life. And their kids do way better than they did and the Graziosi family leaves an impact on this world. Man, you are doing that every day. I love it, brother, love it. Okay, it's an interesting one here and this is, this is one you can pick anybody that you want, dead or alive. Three people that you would like to have a conversation with, a dinner party with, and what are you cooking personally? What is your go-to meal that oh, you can just whip up one. like a champ? I'm ne- I love asking, getting asked the question I've never heard before. Um, one would be my grandmother. Uh, she was my true north as a child. Cool. My parents were married nine times between them. And a lot of craziness in Graham's house. And my grandmother was my rock. She was my anchor. So awesome. my grandmother would be one. Um, wow, that's a really yeah, good Yeah, it's tough one. to choose. It's like choosing your favorite movie. You can't really put it into three. Yeah, I'd probably have to throw Jesus in there. I know that's yes. a pretty big ask, but I'd yeah. have to put Jesus in the mix. And um, as crazy as it sounds, only because I've geeked out on a lot of people throughout history, I would throw in George Washington because I geeked out. I read 10 of his books and, and the guy is way more of an underdog than anyone could ever imagine. I'd yeah. love to know what just kept motivating that guy. I think I know, but I'd, I'd probably put him there. And what would I make? I would probably make my grandmother's, uh, I'm Italian, and yep. uh, I would probably make her homemade sauce with meatballs and chicken parm. Oh, beautiful, man. That is a great dinner I'll be the server, so I'll get a little taste of those meatballs. I love it. Exactly. Love it, man. Okay, Dean, how can we all follow you and just know everything that you're up to? And also, how can we how can we support your foundation? Is it the Operation Underground? Is that what the foundation is? Yeah, Operation Underground Railroad. It, Railroad, it's a, okay. Uh, it's a gr- it's a, an amazing guy who um, 
has just put together this organization to go in and help kids that are in slavery. And I, and I didn't, Tony, my dear friend, Tony Robbins made me aware of it, that I, I had no idea there was that many kids in slavery at this time in life. So just, just Google operation underground railroad, every little donation helps save these kids from uh, treachery that we can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Uh, so to follow me, I, I do a, I do a story every day on Instagram. So you can go to Instagram. I try to do a minute to two every day just to juice you up. Uh, at Dean Graziosi. Uh, my podcast is the Dean Graziosi Show. That's at uh, deanspodcast.com to make it easy to get there. And if you want to check out my book, The Underdog Advantage, you can go get it on Amazon or you can go to deansbook.com. I'm giving away um, hardcovers there. If you cover the shipping and handling, I cover the book. That's at Dean's Book. So any of those, check us out. Um, I, I'm, this, is, I'm, this is what I'm hell bent on for the next 10 years is impacting as many lives as we can. So if you help spread the word, share this podcast with as many people as you can, David, you do an amazing job out there. So Thank thanks for this time. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm super passionate about stopping child trafficking. Like that is the biggest issue we have in this world. People don't know about it. It goes I didn't, under the honestly, rug. I knew I, I heard about it, David, but yeah. I had no idea it was that bad. And uh, I'm going to be way more of a outspoken about it Good. in the next coming years. So we should connect on it. Absolutely. I'm right there with you, man. Super passionate about that. Okay, Dean, last question we have for you before we let you off the Pivot and Go podcast. If you were to give one piece of advice, it can be a one word or sentence phrase to drop the mic on someone who is feeling stuck in their situation and how they can make that perspective shift to pivot out, what would you leave them with? Most of the time, what's standing between you and where you really want to go is the story you tell yourself on why it won't Mm. work. Mm. And we don't realize that and I know you've heard that before. I'm not telling you something you don't know, but I promise so you, if you say, hey, I would pivot and start my own business, but just fill in the sentence after but, and that is the actual thing holding you back. It's not the lack of money. It's not the lack of resources. It's not the lack of support from your friends and family. It's that story. Go find someone who had the same story and busted it. It's why I listened to Abraham Lincoln and yes you know, and, and, and George Washington and Martin Luther King. It's why I burned through books like that all the time because they got told, no, they had certain stories. And when they shifted their story, they shifted their life. Change your story, change your life. Beautiful. Drop the mic on that. Dean Graziosi, you are off the Pivot and Go podcast. Can't thank you enough for your time just here that you're giving me the audience, but just, man, also the lights you are for so many. Like, it's so cool that you are just, you're you're centered in Jesus, you're centered in giving, you're centered in serving. Just everybody listening, when we got on this podcast, Dean said, hey, how can I serve you? And not, not, hey, what can I do for you, Dean, but what you can do for me. So that's amazing, man. Need more people like you out there. Uh, Thanks, dude. Keep up the good work and uh, hit me up. We'll, uh, We'll stay in communication. Absolutely. Thank you so much for giving your time to me and listening to this 1% podcast. Without you, none of this would be possible. The feedback, the reviews, the ratings you give this podcast help to grow the audience and the reach for us to be able to bring on new guests each week and provide that 1% daily steps we can all implement from top NBA players, high performers, and just from amazing people doing amazing things to better this world. And it's all because of you. If you could, I will shout you out, personally thank you, leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Five stars if you love it, one star of course if you hate it, and leave a comment of what you liked about it or questions, suggestions that you might have. Post on social media and tag me at David Nurse NBA, and I will repost the reviews the podcast gets. I'll shout you out personally for sure. 
Thank you so much for being the best community, the best family, the best 1% squad. So blessed for all of you out there. Now go out there today and speak a word of encouragement to someone. You can and you will make a difference.